back. Well, tax season's here, folks, and you know. Hi there. Whoa, where'd you come from? April here to tell you about the tax filing software from Tax Act. Uh, seriously, were you like hiding behind my desk? Seriously, Tax Act makes it easy to get your maximum refund. Well, you heard it here first, folks. Switch to Tax Act today and you can start for free. Or as we say at Radio Land, subtle. Tax Act. Tax Act. File for less and get more. See taxact.com for details. I haven't really woken up. Until I've had my McDonald's breakfast deal. And I know this is true because before breakfast, I put my phone in the refrigerator and couldn't find the keys that were already in my hand. Nothing gets the morning going like the first sip of an iced coffee. Get any size and any flavor for 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. McDonald's. I'm loving it. Support for the Out of Bounds Sports Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who's the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you with the best for your grooming experience. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. We have an exclusive offer for my listeners, 20% off plus free shipping with the code Out of Bounds at Manscaped.com. Now let's go Out of Bounds. Welcome to the Out of Bounds Sports Podcast. Come with us, Out of Bounds, as we discuss and debate the latest topics in the world of sports. We have a great show ahead, so let's get to it. Hello and welcome to the Out of Bounds Sports Podcast. I am back again with another Lakers post game. We are waiting for the Lakers to address the media. Tough loss tonight. Um, really um, can't really express how good the Mavericks were down the stretch. You know, they were doubling Luka, trapping Luka, but he was finding ways to get, you know, other people involved. You know, we had saw big games from um, Dwight Powell. You know, the, the team just really just came together and, you know, got the thing done. Um, they did move into sixth place. So that makes them um, out of that play-in situation. So the Lakers, um, you know, they just got to do a lot of um, searching tonight trying to see exactly what happened um, this game. Um, hopefully we get LeBron back next week. But, again, this is going to be a tough loss um, for the Lakers. They lost two back-to-back games in Dallas, and it kind of really hurt their chances in the standings right now. But, you know, bright spot. Hopefully we get LeBron back next week and we can get a little bit more healthier. I did like some of the things i seen from AD, but down the stretch he just looked rusty again. Um, I think he played too much. Uh, he did tweak something, but I'm not really sure exactly um, how that impacted him uh, going forward. Um, hopefully I'm able to get a question in, kind of see exactly what happened on that play. Also see how he felt about, um, you know, tweaking the injury um, hopefully it's not too, nothing too serious, and we'll see him back on Monday in Orlando. But I'm going to take you out back to the live post game, and then we'll follow up right after um, they wrap up questions. So we're going to go ahead and head to Dallas and listen to some of the questions uh, from the media. And we're waiting still. They still haven't um, came to the podium yet once we do get someone on, then we'll be able to see exactly what's going on as far as the, the games and things like that. Esteban, what's going on, man? Hopefully we get LeBron back next week. It's never would have happened if we had LeBron on the on the floor. Let's look at a few game stats from tonight's game. Great win tonight for the Dallas Mavericks team. They really battled back, you know, really seen a lot of, you know, bright spots with this team. I've been able to see this team a lot lately, more so than I've seen any Lakers game this this year just because I've been covering. Even though despite that Luka didn't have a really breakout game as far as scoring-wise, they really had 
other production from other key players. Just, Hi, Sure, Kennedy just came up. Hold on one quick moment. Let me get you recording. Okay. Um, let's start off with um, Mike Trudell, please. Frank, what did you see in the second half, especially on the offensive end? Yeah, just too perimeter-oriented. Um, you know, we didn't attack the rim, put enough pressure on the rim uh, enough throughout the half, as we were talking about in our timeouts. And, um, you know, they make it difficult. They put five in the paint, um, try to take that away, make make you beat them uh, over the top. And um, we got some clean looks out there, uh, but just shot the ball uh, horrifically uh, for 10 in the fourth quarter and 4 for 24 overall. And, um you know, you have to take what the defense gives you, but you know, we, we didn't put enough pressure on the rim. Frank, what's the balance with getting AD back and integrated and, you know, trying to get him a lot of shots and then having it be within the flow of the offense with continuity? How, how, how do you guys deal with that challenge and how do you think that played out tonight? Yeah, it's going to be a work in progress. Um, you know, he's playing with a new teammate and, you know, trying to get his legs under him, you know, so, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's going to be a little disjointed at times. Hopefully it doesn't, doesn't cost us, uh, um, you know, too many games, um, you know, I think there was some good sequences tonight, but obviously not good enough overall. And you hit on this before the game, but it's that same question with continuity, Frank, versus trying to get guys, just keep them on the court, get some reps before the postseason comes. How, how do you kind of walk that line now as you move forward for the final 12 games? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're competing to win. You know, we believe in all, all of our guys and, um, you know, there is a, 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 a theme to, uh, make sure all of our guys are are um, staying sharp and in rhythm, you know, as we get into the playoffs and while we're competing to win games. You know, we need to win this game tonight. Uh, we fell short. Okay, Kyle Goon, please. Hey, Frank, in the second half, um, you know, it seemed like Dwight Powell really came alive. Was there some sort of flaw in the defense that kind of allowed him to get to the rim so much or, or um, was it just sort of how you guys were guarding Luca? Yeah, it was how we were guarding Luca. You know, we double teamed him the whole night. We had the mindset to, um, you know, make other guys beat us. And, you know, we have coverages in place, but uh, we were late, uh, not tough enough uh, with those rotations. And Powell had a great night. Okay, Dave McMenamin, please. Frank, AD goes five for 19, but he plays 12 more minutes tonight. At war, outside of just the, the numbers of the shooting, obviously – those aren't what we're used to seeing from him. Were there things that, that you liked and what do you think would be the next step as you continue this road, road trip for him? Yeah, he's got to use these games to, to play his way into shape. You know, I, again, I thought he played well, uh, didn't shoot well, but, you know, that's going to come. You know, that's to be expected to have a little rust in your first few games back. You know, this is just a, the situation that we're in right now. Can you expand on the uh, the 28 minutes? Could, could that continue to increase, saying, if he doesn't experience soreness? Is that the plan? Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're hopeful. Um, you know, we'll see how he responds overnight. And, you know, the medical team gives me the recommendation. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're counting not just total minutes, but um, how many stoppages there are while he's in there. Uh, so there is some flexibility there. And, you know, hopefully that continues to go up. Okay, Bill Orm, please. Hey, Frank. Uh, should Trez's DNP be seen as um, a sign of things to come or a new reality for him? Or was that more matchup specific or something specific to tonight? Keeping all three centers sharp. Um, you got you got two of a back-to-back situation uh, with Dallas, and you know, giving each guy a look and see how how those guys look in uh, in this matchup. Uh, but like I said, we believe in all three centers, and we need to keep all three centers sharp. That's all. Okay, Dan Wilkie, please. Frank, was that something where you knew going into the game that that you know this was going to be a night so you could you could talk to Montrez and, and did that conversation go over okay? Yeah, he was great. He was the, the big picture and what we're trying to get accomplished. And, uh, you know, he was great with it. He understood. Okay, we'll just do a few more here. Frank, Yovan, um, please. Hey, Frank. Um, ben had 20 points tonight, six threes uh, and four in the first quarter. What, what kind of boost did he give you guys early on? And, and what did you just see of, of him stepping in as a starter? Yeah, filled in for KCP uh, admirably. Uh, competing on both sides of the ball. And, you know, when a guy's uh, shooting the ball that well uh, from from the, the perimeter, it, it, you know, should open things up. Um, you know, didn't enough for us. Obviously, we didn't get to the basket enough in the second half, but definitely uh, Penn gave us a, a good lift, especially at the start of the game. Okay, Davide, please. 
Hey, Coach, I'm curious about the Davis-Ramon pairing. Obviously, it's just second game for them together, but what are you seeing from them? Are you satisfied? Yeah, we have great size and you know, should be able to protect the, uh, the paint, have great uh, perimeter versatility uh, defensively. And, um, you know, when AD gets his legs under, un, under him, um, we think that's going to be a dynamic duo. Okay, and last question, Corey Harrison, please. Hey, Coach. Hi, Corey. So, what was what was the breakdown when the guys would trap Luca, but he he picked the, the team apart with his passing and getting others involved and things like that? What was the breakdown with that? Yeah, we just were uh, we're late with the rotations. They did some creative things with uh, you know cutting and spacing, and um, you know when we did make the rotation, uh, we didn't make the stop. You know, I mean, it's one thing to be there, and and you got to make a play when you're there. And um, as you saw, Powell going eleven for twelve, uh, we didn't do a good enough job. Uh, when we rotated of uh, getting stops in those situations. All right. Thanks so much, Frank. So we're just waiting on the next player to come in. So hopefully we can see exactly who's going to be up next. Shout out to Esteban. What's going on, man? Glad you came in to see the stream. Waiting on the next person to come up. So hopefully we'll be able to get a AD question in. Mm. Good evening, Mark. Um, hello. Uh, we are going to start off with Mike Trudell. Hey, Mark, just wanted to see what you thought the differences were between the first half and the second half and, uh, and the way you guys uh, executed on both ends. Um, first half, I think that, uh, you know, we were attacking um, after getting stops. Second half, we didn't get as many stops. So, uh, you know, when you take the ball in the end, um, it allows their defense to get a um, set a little better. Um, you have to execute um, your actions um, and be a little more physical to fight for those spots. Um, you know, we didn't get to the paint at all in the second half. We we didn't uh, make their defense collapse um, and over help and and the ball didn't move as well um, because of that. Um, they did a good job. They, they did a good job adjusting. Um, you know, uh, daring us to shoot. On those pick and roll, pick and rolls, and uh, and uh, we got to do a better job of screening and making those guards, um, you know, get to the paint and as big rolling, uh, creating second side help. Um, and yeah, Frank said that he uh, he wants to make sure to be able to use all three centers, so Drummond and Harold uh, and yourself. And tonight, obviously, you played Mark, uh, Montrez didn't mark. Well, how has that been communicated, and how do you think you guys just uh, you know play through that and find a rhythm? Um, you know, it's not an ideal situation for anybody. Uh, I'm sure that, uh, you know, I've just been in that situation and not played for a few games and, uh, and, and nobody likes that. But, you know, we, um, it's whatever the coach wants us to do and uh, we're going to try to execute and do the best possible and stay ready and work, um, you know, uh, the days um, that you don't have a game or you're not, um, not planning to play. Um, but it's, it's not ideal. You know, as players, you always like to know um, you know, the consistency of when you're going to play, how you're going to play. Um, but, you know, we, it's a very deep, deep team. And uh, if coach wants to play three guys or two guys for one spot, um, you know, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take a, a lot of buying in. Okay, Kyle Goon, please. Hey, Mark, um, sort of touching on that, um, you know, how much advance notice do you have when, when you're going to play in a game? Like, did you go into the series knowing you might play in the second game? And do you get the sense that your appearances will be matchup based or just every couple games or, or do you know? You guys asking the wrong guy. Uh, you know, uh, it's, it's coach's decision. It's coach's call. Um, you know, he, he can tell you right before the game, like it happened. You never know you as a player, you try to stay ready all the time. Um, you know, kind of do the same things that you do and prepare yourself if you, if you like you're going to play a lot. Um, but, you know, uh, sometimes it doesn't go that way. Um, so don't ask me. I just I just work here. OK, Dan Wecky, please. Um, Mark, when, when you guys uh, double team Luca like that, uh, what what has to happen with the other three guys on the court to stop him from being able to to get the ball to the center uh, the way that he was able to do in the second half. It seemed like you guys had success with it the first. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, 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 it, it, it's all part of, you know, it starts where, where you pick him up. Um, as he comes off, normally they, they were doing, they were using the double drag to keep one guy high and creating, you know, uh, 
fewer guys uh, on the tag and, uh, and, and, and kind of open up uh, the, the, the corner or the back cut and forcing you to commit to that. Um, so he was doing that in the second, second half a little bit lower and creating more space um, from his man. Uh, at that point, um, you know, our, our blitz, our show, our uh, trap, um, he has a little more space to reach you. Um, he's just stretching out and, and going pretty much to the 45 angle. And at that point, he just, you know, kind of reads and waits um, to see what's open. Um, you know, he's a really good player um, here in the NBA. There's more space than in Europe. So he's seen that before, obviously. Uh, he's going to see it a lot more. But in Europe, everything is tighter um, and, and hard to see. I mean, he mentioned it after the game that, uh, you know, here in the NBA, there's so much space that, uh, you know, those, those angles are, are, are easier for him to read just because the, the spacing and, and where everybody's at. Okay, I want to take last couple questions here, Mark. Um, Dave McMenamin, please. Mark, since the Boston game, what did uh, what type of treatment, if any, have you gotten on that left finger or that hand, that finger on your left hand? Um, it's, I mean, there's not much to do. I <laughs> think popped out and uh, and it has a small little crack in it. Um, it, just, it takes a minute to get going, um, but it's it's okay. It's it can get you know it's it's it is what it is and. Uh, and I'm just happy that, uh, that you know, the coach tried me to play. Um, and, and I was able, like, once once you get a couple, you know, um, catches and, and, and you feel like the blood flow gets going on the finger and the, and the adrenaline gets going too, it's it's a lot better. Um, the treatment, it's what it is. You do ultrasound, you try to do, you know, all the uh, passive stuff, um, trying to get it to move a little bit. Um, but it's not much that, you know, there's no match appeal to that one. And will it require anything in the off season, or is it like kind of a timing thing? Um, no, just uh, no. It won't require anything in the off season. Okay. Okay. And last question, Yovan, um, please. Hey, Mark. Um, you've played a majority of your minutes this season with the starting group. Uh, so, what, what, where were you at rhythm-wise with the second unit? Because it did feel like you guys started to kind of, you know, click and then have some synergy out there. Um, just play basketball, move the ball, um, communicate, help each other, um, no matter what, don't get stagnant. Um, you know, in the second unit, um, you have to play at a faster pace and, and, and you might not have as much talent or targets on the floor. Uh, and, and everyone must touch, touch the basketball at all times. Um, you know, that makes it fun. That makes the ball moving. That makes your defense work a little bit better. Um, so, you know, you just, that's what you want to do with a, you know, with a unit like that. Obviously when you play, um, with the starters, it's different. You, you, they're more for spacing and, uh, and kind of, uh, allowing, um, your, your horses to have more space to do their thing. But, uh, on the second unit, you know, it's, it's about helping each other, communicating, um, making things easier for them and creating those angles. All right. Thanks so much, Mark. Thanks, Mark. Great question. So we got cools up now. Hey, Kyle. Hey. Um, all right. Let me get started here. We are going to start off with uh, Mike Trudeau. Hey, Cruz. Just wanted to see what stuck out to you the most as you guys try and integrate AD into the starting lineup, and you know if it affects the way the, the way that you play offense, defense with Drummond, all that. Like, what, what's your summary so far? Uh, just another adjustment that we have to make, uh, you know, this season. Uh, just another one, really. 
you know, um, you know, playing with him is uh, much different than not having him on the court. You know, something that you know we got to figure out offensively. Um, you know, defensively, I think uh, we'll be fine. You know, AD is such a great uh, communicator uh, and you know cleans up a lot of things on that end. But you know, uh, offensively, we got to figure some more things out. You know, we only scored 92 points with him in the lineup, and you know that can never happen. So. Um, you know, that's just the biggest thing right now for us, you know, just uh, adjusting to playing with him uh, once again. In the second half, did you notice anything who's uh, during those lulls offensively about why you guys were struggling to score in spots? Um, man, I, I think one um, collectively for, for a little junctions of the game, you know, we just didn't hit shots. I think we got, we got the shots that we wanted, uh, and, you know, some of them went in and out, some of them just didn't go in. And, you know, this league is a miss or make league at the end of the day. But, you know, I think our problems were more so, um, you know, from a defensive standpoint. Oh, sorry, Kyle. We'll go um, with Kyle Goo next, please. Hey, Coos. Um, You know, obviously – um, even though AD was was uh, a little rusty and shooting the ball, um, he was taking shots at the end of the game, and and he's been tell- talking to us about how a lot of you guys have encouraged him to shoot in, in his minutes, which are obviously limited still. Is it on one hand more important to to get him sort of those those clutch reps and at least get a rhythm for shooting the ball than maybe the the uh, result of one night's game? Uh, I think we just got to get him up to speed in a hole. I think he's been out for, you know, two, three, you know, two months. So I think that, um, you know, obviously there's going to be some rust and, you know, there's going to be some, you know, with us all patience and, you know, you know, at the end of the day, it's Anthony Davis, you know, he'll find his rhythm, you know, sooner than later. And, you know, I think that tonight he looked a little bit more like himself, but still, you know, still there's rust. You know, anytime we don't play and, this is the first time he's getting action, you know, five and five or just, you know, really contacting those type of months. So, um, yeah, you know, um, you know, we'll be all right though. Okay. Dan Wykey, please. Who's, um, does seeding matter to this team? Is that something that, that is on your radar? Um, obviously these two losses, Dallas is now a game and a half back. Is that something you guys are concerned about at all? No, I think seeding is a, you know, matters for a lot of other teams in the league. Uh, I don't think it matters too much for us. Um, you know, obviously we're, um, you know, declining, you know, and, um, you know, we got to just figure it out. You know, obviously we're getting parked back with, I don't know how many games we got, 11, 12 games left, but, um, you know, we just got to keep pushing, keep figuring out, uh, you know, get AD's legs under him and, um, you know, you know, get wins. So. Kyle, sorry to follow up on that really quickly. Is is the confidence just from what you guys went through last year and, and, and sort of the idea that, you know, you are getting these two big pieces back and that was such a, a big part of the reason for the last month? Is that where why, why seating doesn't matter? I mean, of course. I mean, uh, we haven't had our two best players in – two players that you know, this team is built around. So you know, when you add those guys to the, the the mix and, you know, we can all, you know, go back to our, you know, um, you know, program role, you know, um, I think we'll be all right. You know, as you see in the, the first half of the season, you know, what we did to teams and, um, you know, we'll get back there. We'll get back there. We just got to get healthy. That's the most important thing. All right. We have time for one more. We'll go with you, please. It was, you guys addressed the depth of your team in the offseason, um, you know, brought in uh, some new pieces because the bench numbers weren't all that great last year. And with that, at one point, you know, Talon took West minutes. At one point, Andre took Mark's minutes. Tonight, Mark took Trez's minutes. How much is that on the individual player to kind of accept that and stay within the group? And how much does the group have to kind of like – wrap their arms like around a guy like Trez tonight and, you know, keep him, um, you know, connected, even though they're not getting minutes. I mean, it sucks at the end of the day, you know, we're all competitors and we all want to be out on the court for 48 minutes. You know, that's just how you are. Uh, if you are a competitor, 
And if you don't want to, then I would never want a player um, on my team like that. So I think that, um, you know, it's all about sacrifice. You know, that's something that I really learned about last year. I think uh, something that I struggled with last year and, uh, you know, was hard on myself and down, um, you know, a little bit. But uh, I had great teammates that, you know, stuck with me and, uh, you know, I figured it out. So, uh, you know, now's not the time to, you know, be harping on yourself. And you know, if you don't play, you don't play. Just cheer on your teammate. Uh, we're trying to, you know, we're trying to win championships right now. And that's the window that we're in. And um, it's at all costs. You know, if uh, you don't play, then you don't play. All right. Thanks so much, Kyle. Yeah. All set. While we wait, I want to kind of go over the the Dallas Mavericks and what they was able to do tonight. First, I want us to talk about Luca. He played 38 minutes tonight, 6 of 15, 40% from the field. Turned the ball over more than any player on the floor, Lakers or Mavericks. He had six turnovers. They were trapping Luca, doubling Luca, um, but even though they were able to get the ball out of his hands, he was getting the ball into the hands of other players that was able to do damage, particularly Dwight Powell. He had a monster night tonight. He played twenty eight minutes, eleven to twelve. He only missed one shot tonight. He had twenty five points. Um, also, Maxi Kleber came back and provided a spark. He had missed the last game but he was able to come in and provide valuable minutes while he was on the floor. Dorian Finney-Smith finished with 21 points, 32 minutes. You know, overall, they just got good production from the other guys. And whenever you see your best player struggling like Luka did, he only had 18 points, which is really below the standard of his consistent play. He's easily a 30, 35 point-per-game player, but this game, they were able to get the ball out of his hands. The Lakers are rated number one defensive efficiency in the league, and they focused so much on Luka that they lost containment on the other players. I mean, they was getting picked apart, and Luka was picking up those double teams pretty quick. You know, during the time that he played in the Euro League, he was able to see a lot more um, depth when it came to, you know, them closing in on him and things like that. So he's very good about picking it up, and he's a willing passer. So the Lakers really fell victim to this because they never got out of it. I feel like they just should have, you know, played more, um, you know, man-to-man and not really worried about doing the double team because with them doubling two, you have to figure out what the other three guys are doing, and somebody's always going to be left open. They were left vulnerable in the post, which it just really hurt them down the stretch. Then you go to the Lakers side. The big bright spot that they had the first quarter was Ben McLemore. He had 20 points the first time in the starting rotation. He played 29 minutes, 7 to 12 from the field, 6 to 10. That'll work. I really don't know a clear-cut explanation of why Montrez Harrell was not in this game. But from what I heard from Coach Vogel um, on this post-game interview question, someone had brought up the question about that. And the answer that I got, the, the understanding that I have, is that they have three big men. They have Montrez, they have... Andre Drummond, and they have Marc Gasol. And they want to be able to keep this rotation fresh and be able to throw different looks out there, kind of similar to what they did with JaVale McGee and Dwight Howard last year, which some games you have Montrez play or you will have Mark play. But make no mistake, Andre Drummond is the starter. And that's the versatility of this team. Once healthy, once they're full strength, they'll be able to have different looks for every different team. They're very versatile, very deep. So you'll have um, more you know, depth when it comes to playing small, more depth when it comes to playing big. When they have you know, players like 
Nikola uh, Jokic. Um, they'll be able to, um, you know, play with him a lot more better um, when when he'll match up better with Andre Drummond if they if we play Jokic. Um, like tonight, they were able to play um, you know, the Andre Drummond. They were able to play with AD. They were able to put Marcus All in. I still would have liked them to have um, Montrez Hair to play, which. You know, it's unfortunate that he did not play. But he provided a great spark last game. And not having KCP this game, he had a monster game last game. That was another thing that they were, they were missing tonight, too. Was AD did play tonight, but he played he played 28 minutes tonight, which he only finished with 17 points. But he's getting more comfortable in the offense. He was 5-19, which is just not AD's standard. Um, he took six threes, missed all six. I mean, he's still really trying to work his way into this offense. 17 points in a game like this. You would like to see him you know, more involved with the offense, more efficient with the basketball, but he just didn't get it going. I mean, the 5 of 19, that was only 26% from the field, which is just abysmal you know, when it comes to what AD does represent you know, as a basketball player. He just wasn't efficient at all. Um, we saw that he missed, the, um, you know, one free throw out of eight, which is, you know, pretty, you know, pretty good. It was eighty-seven percent. So, you know, he was efficient from the free throw line. Defensively, um, he's still really trying to get his legs under. I did see him slow on some rotations and things like that. It just just wasn't, you know, what we're accustomed to seeing from a guy like eighty. Um. Kyle Kuzma, he has scored 14 points in the 30 minutes. He did play. He was 45% from the field, 4 of 9 from 3, uh, which is good for 44% as well. Um, Drummond, I just, he played, you know, almost 30 minutes, um, but he was only 3 of 5, 60%. You know, he just didn't really get it going like we normally see him doing, but he had 12 boards. That will work. You know, I'm, I'm, I like how dominant he is on the glass, on the offensive end, the defensive glass. He's you know, really good when it comes to, you know, grabbing those boards and things like that. You know, if we can keep him around 12 to 15 boards a game, that'll work, you know, because once LeBron, Doug's come back, you get AD out there, you know, it, we're, they're going to be definitely unstoppable because, you know, missed shots, Drummond is eating the glass. Dennis Schroeder kind of shrank this game as well. Really didn't see a whole lot from him. He played 36 minutes, but he, you know, kind of declined from, you know, in conjunction with the last game that they did play. Would like to see him, you know, be more, a little bit more involved in this game, but he just didn't get it going. You know, not having Montrez this game, not having K, uh, KCP this game, and not having a great production from other guys stepping up. You know, the fourth quarter, they just fell apart. You know, 108 to 93, you know, that's the outcome. The Mavericks did turn the ball over a lot more than then the Lakers did. The Lakers only turned the ball over nine times, which is good. But, you know, I just feel like they was more vulnerable whenever they did, they did double Luka, and they was focusing on Luka a little bit too much. And he was just able to just, you know, just get other guys involved, like I was saying before. You know, just having that great production overall from everybody else. I mean, the Mavericks really um, impressed tonight. You know, give them credit. They did what they were supposed to do. They beat who was in front of them. You know, they're um, just a game and a half behind the Lakers. They're completely out of that play-in situation. If they can consistently keep on going, they're going to be a tough out for anybody once the playoffs do get rolling in. They can get Porzingis healthy. I think that this team will be able to get an extra round. I think that they'll be able to get at least to the second round of the playoffs after that. I'm not really sure um, depth-wise what they can do as far as um, how the team is constructed and things like that. And I would like to see them play the Clippers again, this Maverick team, with a healthy Porzingis and see exactly how they match up with them because the Clippers were the team that eliminated them in the first round. I think if Porzingis were 
was healthy, he would be able to um, extend their streak when they played in the bubble last year. But I would like to see them play again just to see um, how they would look with Porzingis healthy with the addition of uh, Nico Melli, with the addition of J.J. Redick and things like that and how they're playing. Um, They did have the addition of Josh Richardson as well. I don't know how that's going to look because with Seth Curry last year, they were able to um, shoot the three ball a little bit better than they are this year. But they do have J.J., who's a three-points marksman. You know, I would love to see exactly how he would look uh, with his team in the postseason as well. I've always liked J.J. Reddick. I just like how he he's able to uh, provide that veteran presence on the floor. Um, he understands uh, high-stakes basketball great. Um, I think that he's going to be good for them as far as having that veteran presence. Hopefully, um, like I said before, they're, they're able to get to the second round of the playoffs at least because they're just too talented just with the, the two big names that they have with Luka and, and Chris Stapps and, and then the other guys that are around them. They got great depth. One of the, the players that I do like, that really didn't uh, show too much this game was Jalen Brunson. This wasn't really a Jalen Brunson game. This was just, you know, guys just stepping up. But with Jalen Brunson, what he brings, the the way he stretches the floor, the way he's able to, you know, get in the paint and do what he can do, um, very aggressive uh, guard. I like how he plays. You know, if anybody really followed him, followed Jalen Brunson in college, he was, you know, really tough. He was a really great college player you know then he transitioned to the NBA coming off the bench he never really came off the bench in college or anything like that he was the star on his team every team that he's ever played on but I think he's really starting to come into his own in the NBA Um, he's one of my uh, favorite players on this Mavericks team and he's very um, enjoyable to watch we're still waiting if you're just now tuning in we're covering the Lakers post game one hundred eight to ninety three loss to the Dallas Mavericks. This is the second loss that they suffered behind this Mavericks team. Um, just hate to see uh, how the the game kind of turned out. You know, it started off really good. The Lakers had great momentum, had great production. Loved the way Ben McLemore was shooting the ball. I think they might have found something with with Ben in the rotation because that he was able to step up for KCP. Not sure. I don't. I don't know if 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 he would be, you know, good to to start consistently. But you know, the, the thirty minutes that he did play, he was seven to twelve from the field. You know, that'll work. That that would definitely work. You know, he was shooting the three ball very well. He was six of ten there. You know, I think that 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 would work. Maybe, um, they can. They may have may have found something. May have found something with that, but they just didn't get enough from everybody else. You know, I just I saw, you know, a lot of carelessness. I saw a lot of, you know, just it really just boils down just the lack of attention to detail. You know, not really paying attention to, you know, rotations and things like that. Coming out of sets that that just wasn't working. You know, you saw Luca really just taking this team and just pulling them apart with his passing ability, his court vision and things like that. You know, Luke is a great player. You know, make no mistake about it. And we just should have been able to adjust. We just failed to make adjustments where the adjustments needed to be made and fell victim. You know, we do have Orlando on Monday night, and we'll see if we can bounce back after that. But this overall is a, a stinger. It's a tough loss. Um, hopefully they're able to to figure it out. You know, we got LeBron coming back. You know, very soon, can't wait for that. You know, just get healthier. You know, we we know once this team actually gets healthy, I don't really see a team matching up and beating them seven games straight. I mean, yeah, in a seven-game series, I don't see them beating them four games in seven games. So we'll see exactly how it shapes up. But we're kind of waiting to see who's going to be next. I'm hoping – that we're able to ask AD some questions. I do have a question prepared for AD, but we'll see if we'll be able to get that question answered soon. If anyone has any questions in the 
the comments. I'm willing to answer any questions in the comments or if you have any questions for a player, I might pick your question to be able to ask that question during the media post game. So we got look like we got six people in the stream currently right now and got some questions. Let me see what question that we do have. I agree. Um, I think that with Drummond, he he plays certain games, you know, really well. Like you'll see him, he would be more involved in the offense. Defensively, he's, you know, a problem. You know, he grabs rebounds. You know, this is just in reference to the question in the chat. Um, I, I really think that, you know, we should have really – Gave Montrez the nod tonight just because he has that great energy. You know, I, I said it last game, like, he was really good. And I wanted him to, you know, really be able to um, extend that into this game. But, unfortunately, he was a DMP. Um, I don't understand exactly why he didn't play tonight. He wasn't injured or anything like that. You know, it's just he was just inactive. And I, I, I don't understand – Exactly that um, thought process behind that. Coach Vogel did provide, you know, very little context behind that. They asked the question about it, but it, I didn't really uh, understand it still, you know, just based off of how um, the game shaped up. We definitely could have benefited from um, him being on the floor. Yeah, drumming, streaky. I, I did see. You know, a couple of games before where he was dominant, and then we see games like this where he doesn't really show up in the stat sheet. But where his value is is on the glass. Like that's where the Lakers were really, really needing someone that was just glass a glass eater, and he provides that. He claws up the lane. One of the biggest things that I do see is that he he doesn't do anything outside of that. Um, post or that painted there, he can't shoot threes or anything like that. He won't be able to stretch the defense out or anything like that. But he claws up the paint, so that means it's really hard for people to, um, you know, get in the lanes and things like that, which will be a problem once LeBron does get back because Drummond pretty much just babysits that paint, and those lanes need to be open for LeBron when he drives in. Or if he needs to operate in there, Drummond is just clogging up that painted area. And it, that's going to be an issue, which I hope that they have that figured out because, you know, Drummond is just basically a statue down there, which is, you know, it, it can be good, it can be bad, but we're definitely going to need those lanes open up so the offense will flow instead of it being stagnant. We're not sure who's going to be up on the post game next, but we're waiting. Hopefully, AD is going to be up next to be able to address the media. I do have a prepared question for um, AD if we're able to get that answered. It's pretty much involving more so, you know, how did he feel in the offense? Um, what did he feel about his impact of, you know, Andre Drummond being able to primarily play the five, helping him out defensively and things like that? Because we all know that Adrian, AD naturally likes to play the four, but we always want him to play the five just because it's really difficult for guys to match up with AD because he has a unique skill set. He's faster than your traditional big He's able to, you know, stretch the floor. So he'll pull your big out to that three-point line and make you guard it. And, and he's a knockdown three-point shooter. Me, personally, I like AD back to the basket to be able to operate on the blocks. He's good when it comes to that. He's very streaky when it comes to three-point shooting. And sometimes he'll fall in love with it. And he has He doesn't have it going yet. But we'll definitely see exactly how he looks um, these next couple games if they allow him to play because he did look like he t- 
tweak something this game, and I'm not sure what his status is when it comes to that, but we'll see. Hopefully I'll be able to ask him about that tonight because he did tweak something um, and really was I was really concerned about him coming back into this game. They really didn't even need him to come back just because of how the game was going. You know, he wasn't really impactful down the stretch. Uh, I do, did see a couple, you know, costly turnovers. You know, while he was on the floor, he turned the ball over um, that one time that I seen him in the fourth quarter, and it was just pivotal to the reason why they lost because how the game was kind of going. He just threw the ball right into the Mavericks' chest. Um, that fourth quarter, going back into that play, it was the only turnover that he had, but it was very, very costly at the time because they was trying to claw back into this game, and then the turnover happened, and the game just got busted wide open. Luca hit the three down the, on the other end, and they just got rolling. Just really couldn't get back into it. You have Marquise Morris. He put in 19 minutes, but very inefficient. 2-11 from the field. That was just 18%. He only scored um, two points. What was it? I mean, four points, I'm sorry. Had four points um, this game, and it just wasn't productive. You know, had Wes Matthews. He only played a little under six, a little over six minutes. He didn't really score the basketball a lot. I mean, it just really just didn't really get a lot of production. A lot of people played over 20 something minutes. You had Alex Caruso to play 23 minutes. He um, won the three from the field, 33%. He had seven points. It's not going to work. Taylor Horton Tucker, two or four, which is 50%, but it was only scored six points. That's not going to work. It just really didn't get a whole lot of production. You know, with the Mavericks on the other, other end, you had – Three players that scored in double figures. Then you had production from other guys. You had 21 from Dorian Finney-Smith. Even though Maxi Kleber had played 30 minutes, his nine points was impactful. Just he scored when he needed to be scored. He hit big three-point shot, you know, that broke the game open. They got confident. Dwight Powell was was the, the, the impact player. Like, I've never seen him play like this before. I mean, I've I've been covering this this team for for a little bit this season. You know, being able to see them play up close in person, but I'm really impressed with how Dwight Powell played tonight. He he only missed one shot, scorching 91 percent from the field. That'll work if you can get production like that from Dwight Powell, which you probably not, just because he doesn't play a lot. The only reason why he was playing the way he played tonight. An opportunity presented itself because Kristaps Porzingis didn't play tonight. So they put Powell in in the starting rotation. And Luka got doubled, so they kept on using that pick and roll, being able to dump the ball in the post. Luka passed out of there quick. Like he was able to see what they were doing in the second half and adjust because the first half they were smothering him. They knocked him around just like they normally do. And that's what you that's what you normally have to do. You get Luka frustrated get into his head, get into his psyche, take away shots and things like that. He gets very frustrated, but he was able to pause himself. He looked more so like an NBA vet, and he was able to pick them apart. They were collapsing on him. They were trapping him, and he was able to get other guys involved. He was able to get the ball in hot players' hands. Dwight Powell just killed us. I just kept seeing him get into the post area, doing the pick and roll. And it was just working to perfection. It was beautiful basketball. It was just, just, just flowing. And the Lakers could not stop them. You know, I can just see it from afar, just how they were not being able to pick this up. I mean, they was too focused on Luca. It was like, okay, we'll let the other guys beat us, but Luca is not going to get off. And he was still able to score eighteen points. But he was very inefficient with the 18 points. He's 6 of 15 from the field. That's just not efficient. Now, he's already an inefficient shooter before anybody tries to kill me for this. Luca is very inefficient, you know, as far as shooting the basketball. He's 
a superstar. He's categorized as a superstar just because he's able to put points on the board and his impact on his team. But if you go back and you actually look at the stats and you actually look at how efficient he is shooting the basketball, it's just not that efficient. He can knock down shots, things like that, but he only shot he shot six threes and he only made two of them. So that means that that was that was good for thirty three percent. This is a superstar player, and and he's very impactful. He's a great player, but when you break down his shooting and things like that, he is not a great shooter. But he scored eighteen points and he was able to, you know, secure the victory by getting the others involved. It was just great coaching. They just got out coached. At the end of the day, we're still waiting on. That's a great. That's another great question. You know, as far as their shooting and things like that. Now, Mclemore began the game. He was very efficient with the basketball. He did really good. I just hate how they limit him. They they did acquire him for shooting. They sh- you know he shot the ball well. Let's go back into looking at that question um, that we got from YouTube um, Zaire Larkins. Um, just going back to what. McLemore was able to do in this game 30 minutes, well almost 30 minutes He was 7-18 from the field 2 of 8 from 3 And he was able to provide a great Great impact um, You know, the time that he was on the on the floor I'm sorry, he was 6-10 from the field When it came to 3-point shooting um, He scored 20 points But he didn't, he didn't get a chance to play The whole entire game I don't understand They limited that and I'm not sure why they did that. Um, that'd be a good question to ask on the the next one. I didn't get a chance to ask the coach that, but you know Ben is a was a bright spot. I was glad to see him play, but in a, in spurts, unfortunately. Ad, all right. So we're gonna right. Hi, go back to post game. We'll get started when you're ready. Okay. Uh, we're going to start off with Mike Trudeau. Hey, Anthony. Uh, just to clarify, it looks like you got knocked on the other leg from the one that had you out in that third quarter. Is that, and you played afterwards, obviously? Just wanted to double check and uh, see how that was. You got a kick in the calf. That's, that's all. Slow. It was fast for a second, but it's, it's fine. Gotcha. Was it was it the same one or the other one? It was, it was the left one. It's the other way. Okay, that's one. Um, apologies, we don't you know need to ask about every single thing that happens for the rest of the season. So right. I'm trying not try not to do that. Um, just what? How did you feel physically? Second game, more minutes uh, expanded. Uh, how, how did you feel? I felt great. Um, like I said, the, the win was there. Um, uh, each game, I'm, I'm starting to get my win back more and more. I felt fine physically. Um, able to make a couple shots. Um, even though I didn't shoot well from the floor, I would, you know, some shots started to go through the run, free throws and things like that. So um, every game, I'm, I'm, you know, getting my rhythm back. Uh, the tough one, for sure, having the lead, um, going to the half. And they were getting, like, I think, like a four-point lead in the fourth at one point. But, um, you know, the tough one that we, that we let go, knowing that, you know, the Mavs are fighting. Um, to take my spot, so I'm not sure if they did tonight or not. But um, you know, we keep keep fighting. Uh, I think we got like 12 games left before the playoffs, so these last 12 are gonna be crucial for us. And um, you know, we gotta we gotta be able to get some wins. But this is a tough one for us, and uh, you know, Orlando and, and, and uh, DC are our must wins for us for sure. And then, Eddie, just on offense, are you feeling like you're? able to get to the spots that you want and the shots that are there that you typically might take are, and it's, it's kind of a legs rhythm thing, or are there certain, certain things you want to focus on as you ramp back up? Uh, I think I'm getting to the shots. Uh, Everything's short. I think they're just a legs thing um, and a rhythm thing. Um, You know, getting like your legs back, you know, playing game, game basketball. Uh, I think that comes with just, you know, continuously playing games, uh, getting more minutes. Uh, to get your game legs back. Uh, but, like, I liked all the shots. Um, all the threes I took, I liked. Um, all the middies I, I took, I liked. 
Um, the good thing about it, they all felt good. It wasn't like, you know, I that felt, felt bad, came on my hand wrong. All the shots I, I shot felt really good. Um, like I said, they were all just short, which comes from the legs. So um, that's something that's, that's easily um, fixable with you know, just more minutes. Dave McMenamin, please. Eddie, how much is this just a necessary time that's going to occur? You hadn't played in nine weeks. There's basically no practice time for you. Yeah, I mean, unlikely for everything to look right right away. And and how much are you just have to like push back the frustration of whatever momentum that was there that seems to be lost right now? Yeah, um, you know it's frustrating for me because I know the position we're in and. Um, I mean, it's, it's a rhythm thing and not being able to play in nine weeks, you know, 30 games is, it's tough. It's like you're starting over, you know, with the guys and, uh, you know, just trying to find a connection with these guys. Again, they're trying to find a connection with me. So it's like we start from zero, um, which is, which is tough, you know, so late in the season, but um, it's something that we have to figure out. Like I said, with no, no practice time, you know, I had one practice. So the rhythm comes from the games and uh, you want to be able to win those games still, you know, but, you know, you got to try to figure it out on the fly, um, you know, which, we're, which we're, uh, we're going to have to do. So, you know, it's my job to you know, continue to shoot the ball, continue to try to make plays for myself and others. Um, so I got to be ready to do that um, in game with, with you know, very limited practice time. Okay, Kyle Goon, please. Hey, Dia, I know you're talking about getting your, your rhythm shooting. Um, and obviously you took – uh, a bunch of those shots late in this game to try and get back in it. Is there something to needing um, reps with sort of the pressure on and in those clutch situations to kind of build that sense back up? Um, I think just making shots in general will, will you know, get me going. Just saying the ball goes through the ground. I had some good looks. Uh, they were all short. Um Obviously, you know, you want to make those shots in pressure situations, but, you know, when you haven't played in a long time, that rhythm kind of it throws off, gets thrown off, and, um, you know, the guys are looking to you to make the plays. Um, and then you try to make the plays, but, like I said, you don't, you don't really have that rhythm yet two games back. So uh, it's, a, it's a tough spot that we're in, uh, well, that I'm in, but um, there's no excuse. I still got to go out there and, and find ways to, to help us win these, win these games. Okay, we'll just take a couple more questions here. Um, Dan Wykey, please. AD, chemistry was, was such a big factor for you guys a year ago. Um, obviously, obviously, injuries and stuff like that have disrupted it this year. Um, what's it going to take to, to recapture some of that stuff? And um, are you guys just going to have to win other ways? Uh, first is just going to take everyone getting healthy. Uh, you know, everyone getting healthy will definitely help our chemistry on the floor. Um, I think our chemistry off the floor is just tremendous, but on the floor we haven't had a lot of games with with one another because of injury. So uh, that's going to help just everyone getting back healthy and being able being available to play. Um, and like I say, we, we like you said, we're going to have to find ways to win. You know, it, it, it might not be pretty every time, but. Um, we're still a great defensive team. We're going to have to lay our hats on that until we're able to find our rhythm offensively, especially me. Okay, looks like the button is ready for you, AD, so we'll go to Dennis. Um, thank you so much. I'm going to be asking mom questions. Man. we got to get out of here now. Get four questions. <laughs> All right, we'll start off our first of four questions with Mike Trudell. Hey, Dennis, you had mentioned last game that you wanted to make it a priority to try and get AD involved early. Um, looked like you were doing so again. How are you just as a point guard uh, trying to organize things and, and make sure that you guys are getting the kind of shots you want on offense? I think in the first uh, first half, you know, we did a great job just, you know, getting stops and run. You know, on the defensive way, we got, you know, stops. And then we played with pace, you know, and everybody was running. We got great kick aheads. Um you know, uh, picked them apart on, on pick and roll as well. And we got it going, you know, in the, in the third quarter, felt like, you know, we didn't get the stops we wanted. We switched the coverage as well. Um, um, 
Yeah, I mean, it was working in the first half, you know, so, I mean, we got to, like AD said, got to find ways, you know, to keep improving and uh, win win games right now. Okay, we'll go on to Dave McMenamin, please. Dennis, AD just told us that it kind of feels like, <laughs> bless you, as a group, uh, you all are starting from zero. What what do you think? Like there's only 12 games left, and and you still are waiting on you know your best player as well. Like, well, what is this process like right now? Um, I mean, we're not starting from zero. I, I feel like you know uh, we just got to get everybody back. Um, I heard you know Brian is is, is close, um, and then you know we're gonna use whatever how many games we got left uh, to you know get the chemistry right get on the same page, even probably some uh, games in the playoffs, and then, you know, we're going to be fine. Uh, I think we still, we can't make excuses, you know, uh, myself, everybody in this locker room, um, coaches, whoever. We can't make, you know, uh, excuses. We just got to go out there for 48 minutes and win games. And I mean, uh, I know injuries happen. I mean, we athletes, you know, it happens, but we, we got to have, you know, next man mentality until, you know, uh, the best player in the world comes back and, you know, helps us uh, getting dubs again and, you know, going forward to, you know, playoff time. Okay, Dan Wecky, please. Dennis, with, with, with this team and kind of the, the situation and circumstances that it's in, um, do, does seeding matter? Um, does, you, you know, being the four or the five or the six, is that anything that, you guys should be concerned at all about right now or is it just simply getting healthy and in rhythm? I said that before uh, in the last interview. So um, I'm not going to say nothing to that, but we still got to find ways to win. Just, uh, just you know, get wins, get a rhythm as a team. And, you know, when the playoff uh, comes around, we're going to be ready, you know, as a team. Um, and we're going to compete and, uh, yeah, win games. Okay, last two questions. Kyle Goon, please. Hey, Dennis, it would feel remiss if I didn't ask you about the dunk you had on, on Melly. Um, what what was happening on that play? And did you kind of feel like maybe that could be an emotional moment that might be able to turn it around for you guys? Uh, yeah, I thought so. Um I thought we had, you know, the momentum after that play. Um, but like I said, in the second half, we wasn't, you know, we were shot, shot a lot of threes. You know, we didn't hit the paint uh, uh, too often um, and, you know, attacked the basket. So, I mean, I just went, you know, through the lane and tried to be aggressive at that point, you know, and, um, but, you know, it's on the defensive end. You know, Lucas picked us apart, I think, switched the coverage, uh during halftime, and, and it was uh, it was tough. You know, um, I think that's that's on us, fully on us, and we got to do better in Orlando. Okay, and last question of the evening: We're going to go with Corey Harrison, please. Hey, Dennis, what's the the team's mindset currently? What's the focus? What with the season wind down? What is the team's current mindset? Getting W still, you know, even with people out. Um, I mean, AD was out, you know. He was in now the last two games, but before that he was out. And, you know, we still uh, fought out there, tried to get wins, and uh, it's the same mindset. I mean, um, we got a few more games left until the playoffs. Everybody got, you know, got to gotta step it up. Starts with me, you know, AD. Everyone, uh, whoever comes in the game, I mean, everybody just got to step it up now. And um, we're going to talk about it. I think when Bron comes back, you know, we're going to have a conversation as a team because our chemistry, like AD said, off the court is great. But on the court, you know, we just got to um, turn it up some more. And um, like I said, we, we, we're going to be fine. But at the meantime, we still got to get wins. Great. Thanks so much, Dennis. Safe travel to Orlando. Thank you. Thanks. Have a good evening. Enjoy your Sunday. That is going to wrap up tonight's post game with the Lakers. I want to thank everyone for tuning in. 
we got a lot of activity from a lot of different new people um, in the chat. Definitely appreciate the support. Um, we're wrapping up the Lakers post game, the 108-93 loss to the Dallas Mavericks. They do have a game on Monday against Orlando, which I'm going to be tuning in for. Hopefully we can get in some good post game questions um, after that one as well. Um, you know, as you can see, the Lakers are still locked in and focused. We still haven't been able to um, get healthy, but we're you know getting ramped up. LeBron will probably be playing um, soon, and once LeBron does get back, once they get that continuity back, it's going to be lights out for the rest of the league. I feel like the Lakers are going to repeat as champions, um, but we'll see. You know how everything shapes up, but. Overall, I'm not panicking about how this team looks right now currently because they're still trying to figure it out. Just like AD said, if you were able to hear him on the, on the post game, they're starting over from scratch. With him coming back, they're still trying to figure out how to play with him. He's still trying to figure out how to play with them. And it's going to take some time, but once they get everything together, it's going to be um, beautiful basketball again. LeBron's going to be back out there. And he's just that glue that just kind of puts everything together, trying to, you know, put every, brings everybody together, puts everything in perspective. Um, but that's going to do it for us tonight. want to thank everybody for listening to the Out of Balance Sports Podcast. Again, I'm Corey. Love the energy from tonight's um, show. And we will definitely, definitely catch y'all on the next one. Peace. If you love the Out of Bounds Sports Podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give a review on iTunes. Until next time. Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com. The I didn't realize you liked me that way deal. Because it's one thing to receive McDonald's, but an entirely other thing to know that they woke up early to face the world and bring you McDonald's breakfast still hot in the bag. Appreciate you. There's a deal for every morning. Now grab two loaded sausage burritos for only three bucks. Prices and participation may vary. Single item at regular price. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba.